Three, two, one. And we are live again, folks, cool. to another episode of More From Moose with our special guest today. <laughs> two days in a row, Drew Richards. There's, there's, there's going to be a day where you just say with our guests, and I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. We just had a uh, good night's work, good shift, wasn't crazy, was manageable. I mean, we can manage it too if it was crazy. Don't get me wrong. We've we've done it before. Yes. It's just it's not as fun. Yeah. Just rack up a lot of steps. Yeah. Drew, oh, how yeah. many steps you got today? Today, let's see. Today I'm at no, no not you're not you, Siri. I don't want to talk to you. I'm at nineteen thousand three fifty-five. Of course, because you're up so early. How many hours did you stand today? Uh, fifteen. All right. I'm thirteen, but you ran, right? I did run. Yeah. I, did. I only have. 12,000 steps. Okay, yeah, if, if I didn't run, probably would be around 12. So, fun fact, the health experts say that if you get 10,000 steps or more a day, you can moderately eat whatever you want, as long as it's not overboard. You know, it's, it's funny, I've never looked into like where the 10,000 came from, and I was like, is this like just an agreed upon, everyone was like, 10,000 sounds like a cool number. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we'll you go know. We'll with that, like, I was like, where did this come from? They're like, yeah. That makes sense now. It's, it's 10,000, it's nice, it's, it's a whole number. Right. Everyone likes 10,000, Mr. Beast gives $10,000 to people randomly. Like, I, like I, I feel like Fitbit was the first one to be like, yeah, so hit 10,000 steps. And everyone was like, 10,000, that's 10,000, yes, that's the number. I mean, that's a good trend as It is well. a good trend. It's also, though, like, I don't focus on that. I just, I seem to hit it every day, but yeah. it's kind of, not like, it's easy to do when you, like, go for a run. Yeah, when you go for a run, and then part of your job is going from A to B with your feet a right. lot. Imagine if you had a job in construction in the city, and you're on your feet, all day long. We're, we're not like Sonic. We don't have rollerblades to yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go from table to table. So what do you think about that Sonic video where that guy was skating towards the guy's car? Oh, and he just wipes out. It wipes out. Everything goes flying. I mean, I, like, was that planned? Or why was the guy recording? Right. That's one of those, like, you know, unless they put something there, like, for the guy to fall over, which in that case, like... That would have been a... That's rude. Mean thing yeah, to do. Yeah, that's, you know... Um, which that could have been the case. I wouldn't put it past people. Could have definitely been the case, but I doubt it. But that is one of those. I'm like, why were you recording in that exact moment? I like the uh, the, the memes about it afterwards. <laughs> like the guy spills, and then someone just makes a second shot of like pouring smoothie on themselves. They're like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> you know. But yeah. So today, Drew and I were thinking about ha talking about a new kind of topic besides the usual uh, nerdy stuff. Drew and I were saying, how about we talk about how it's like to be dads? Fatherhood. Yes. I mean, Drew is a dad now of almost a year. Yeah, she'll be, she'll be one on the 24th, which is a couple weeks from, uh, it's a week from this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, and that's gonna be a fun birthday because it's basically like a outdoor picnic kind of thing. For the adults, cause she yes. won't remember. Yeah, basically it's just having food, good time, 
and no one going crazy. Yeah, no one, no one going crazy. It's one of those we'll have to tell her about it when she's older. Yeah. She'd be like, Mommy, did I have a first birthday? I'd be like, yeah, you did. It's like, Mommy, what, were you and your friends sharing the pictures of my birthday party when I was one? Did I get this many likes? <laughs> oh, gosh. It's like, we obviously know this is for the parents whenever they have parties like that. Yeah. It's, it's I guess you say it's a social status thing. I had, I had somebody ask, they were like, what's the theme of the party? I was like, I've been told by my wife that the theme is fall. And they're oh. like, yeah, but like, what's the theme? I'm like, <laughs> fall, because she's one and won't remember it. And it is in the fall, folks. In the fall. It's, uh, it's funny. I mean, people try and read into things when they know it's just simple. Also, though, like, I do love getting advice from people who are not parents. Yeah, I mean, they're like, well, maybe you should do this. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have a kid. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, Sometimes people just, I don't know. I mean, I don't judge, but I observe. Like, if it's for the sake of trying to have a conversation, you don't have to contribute to the conversation. Yeah. Like, I, and, you know, I'm... I don't mean that to set that sound a little insensitive. Like, oh, maybe you should just have a kid. But like, also, you know, I'm not sharing things about Peyton or like about being a dad for you to be like, well, I did it this way, or like my dad did it this way. I, that's great. I'm telling you the way I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people like, maybe you should discipline your kid, or maybe you should. I mean, look at it this way: we learn from our parents and right. from our experiences what to do and what not to do. Exactly. And what to be better at. Yeah. And what I've learned is, one, be there for the kids. Oh yeah. You know, I understand that there's a mortgage to pay and everything like that. Yeah. Work is work, but as long as one parent is home to be there with the kids for anything, that's the most important part, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like you have, well, you're here at work, Amy's there all day. Right. Or when Amy's working at home, even though she's in a different room, you're there right. all morning, and the baby can feel better recognizing that both the parents are there. Like one of one of the absolute best feelings, like when Peyton first wakes up, yeah. whoever goes to get her, like you pick her up and she gives such a big hug. That's the best, baby she, hugs? It's just like, oh, like I missed you for the time I was asleep, which for her, like... Marshmallow hugs. Six, seven hours, like that's a long time for a baby. That is. And she's just like, oh my gosh, mom and dad are here. Like, they're still here, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, my son, he wakes me up, and he, well, he wakes me up in a funny way. He's basically slapping me in the face, and then he tells me about all the animals he dreamed about. <laughs> He's like, daddy, elephant. And then he tries to make an elephant noise. He's like, I told, I, was, you, I, used to, I told you yesterday, I used to knock on my dad's head. Yeah. Like, dad, yeah. dad, you wake yet? Dad, 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 you wake? Not realizing, like, it's not really how you want to startle somebody out of sleep. I know, right? I remember whenever... When I was young, I didn't know what that did. Listen, my dad, he was the kind of dad where if he just looked at you in a, like, angry way, you'd be like, oh, crap, I did something wrong. My, my dad, and I don't remember this, but... I, I mean, I vaguely remember, like, when I was old enough to remember, uh -huh. all my, my dad would have to do was, like, raise his voice, mm. and I would stop misbehaving. Yes. He's like, oh, oh, crap, dad's mad. 
Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, I would be so scared to wake up my dad if I have to. Yeah. I would do it in the most polite, lightest way possible. Because, you know, yeah, sometimes you have to wake up your dad for something. And then uh, when it came to whenever I would be out of line, he would look at me with his crazy eyes wide. Yeah. That's when you know, like, right, I'm in trouble. Yep. But then if he's mad, he, you can see he's gritting his teeth. Yeah. You're like, all right, I'm going to the other room. What, what was always worse was like when they would be calm and like you knew they were going to discipline you, but they were calm. And I'm like, oh, you reached oh, like, it's like, you're super mad. Yes. You, you went it. past mad and arrived at calm because you're so mad. Oh, and then when it came to my mom upset with us, basically she would just pinch our ear and then bite her lip. <laughs> Because, you know, what is a 4'11 lady going to do to you? I was going to say, your, your mom's not the <laughs> tallest of women. So, that was fun. Hey, assalamualaikum. Okay, sorry guys, we had a customer walk in. Um, I'm glad you told me you paused it, because I was just going to keep going on a rant and be like, this is the silent vacuum that you hear, people are picking up takeout still, and I was just, <laughs> just going to keep explaining it, so I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you guys can tell, we are still at work, you know? But it's, like I said, it's the end of the shift, and we close, or we ended pretty much on time. I was gonna say, we close in six minutes. Yeah, but like, we cleaned up and we're setting up now, and yeah. we'll be able to get out of here on time. Big, big difference from yesterday, still the people here at like 10 o'clock. Yeah, we got home late last night. I, I got home very late. Yeah, but I mean, so let's get back on topic. Yeah. So basically like our parents, they did whatever they had to do in that time. Obviously the time that we grow up is totally different than the time our kids are gonna grow up and it's, yeah. I mean, technology, information, the kids' brains are even wired even more differently now than like, for example, my daughter, it's like, she's so advanced for her age that I'm just blown away every day. Like today, we go to the park and just her social skills, her like please and thank you and manners and stuff. I'm like, man, your mom really <laughs> raised you right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like I also helped raise you too. Yeah. But, and then my son, he's just very shy. He's not trying to run everywhere. And whenever like he's, he, like, he tried to, walk on this kind of like shaky thing. Oh boy. And he got kind of scared. And yeah. right away he's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. Because <laughs> he knows I'm just gonna come and get him. Yeah. And then whenever we're with my wife, he doesn't even call for her. Because he knows that I'm like bigger and stronger. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, my daughter was like that too at that age. But yeah, Drew, it's gonna, it's gonna fly by. Well, it, it already has. That was the, that was one of the top things I heard from people like when, we were waiting for, for Peyton to come, and everyone was like, oh, it flies by. Like the first year, not so much, but then like, it feels like every year after that goes by pretty fast. I, you know, I've been home for most of the time she's been born. You know, she was born in October, the gym was still open. Mm -hmm. So I had two weeks off to, you know, to spend with her, get Amy all settled in, get Peyton settled in, and then, I like I was back at work, but only for a couple months. Like we closed in February. Yeah, that and was. And even at that, my schedule was, you know, different enough the way it rotated that I would still see Peyton 
fairly frequently during the day, I definitely see her a lot more. Since the gym shut down, I get to spend a lot more time with her and Amy, which yeah. and then even has with your... been a fantastic thing. Like, oh, yeah. It's it, a blessing in disguise. It, when, you know, it's, it's funny. When the day that we were told the gym was closing down, I'm driving to work. I put Spotify on, on shuffle, as I usually do, and all of the songs mm. were praise songs. Like, every single one of them. And I was like, mm. all right, God, what are you trying to tell me? Like, you got something <laughs> planned. You're, you're funny like that. What, what you got going on? And There's I'm, at, I'm at work for maybe 20 minutes, and the owner walks in, and he pulls us off to the side, and he was like, all right, so... Were you guys thinking or knowing or having a feeling that this was going to happen? Not so much having a feeling it was going to happen. There were, you know, the franchise as a whole was bought out by a different company, so we kind of, in the back of our heads, were like, well, there might be a buyout clause, which, you know, I wouldn't fault him for taking, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know how much money he lost during COVID. Yeah. But I, you know, I wouldn't fault him for taking the, the clause if that were a thing. So yeah. it, it was kind of in the back of my head, but not like I didn't go to work every day being like, oh, well, this might be my last day. Like, huh. you yeah. know, but when he, so he pulled us off to the side, he told us that. And my immediate thought was, I'm going to get to spend time with Amy and the baby. Mm -hmm. And even the last day, like, yeah, it was emotional. It was upsetting. I, I do miss the clients and I, I miss that atmosphere and everything. Yeah. But, you know, people were crying and I'm sitting there like, I get to go home to my wife and kid. Mm. Like I was so, I wasn't happy that it was closing, but I was so happy to go home. So like leaving there, I was like, this is great. Like I get to go home and be with Amy and Peyton. And then tomorrow I get to do the same thing. And the same, like I get to do mm. that every day now. But then what was going through your mind, Drew, when it came to like, paying the mortgage or getting groceries and bills in general you know that it it never really it never stressed me out because i just kept the whole time i'm thinking like god has a bigger plan than the gym closing down yeah so it doesn't make sense for me to worry about it it doesn't make sense for me to get stressed because i just got to give it to him you know like mm -hmm. it it wasn't I wasn't lying awake at night being like, oh man, like we can be home with a pie of bread tomorrow. Like I, I wasn't worried. I'm still, you know, I, I go through bouts of like, I'm stressed because I'm impatient. There are a ton of jobs that I applied for that have a very long waiting period. Mm. And I'm an impatient person. And so, then on top of that, the unemployment with the, the boost was still going on. It was still going on. There, like, the way that every, the timing was just so perfect, and I know God's timing is always perfect. Yes. So all of that falling apart, like I wasn't worried about any of that. I, I was just so, I was so focused on, I get to be with Peyton every day, I get to be with Amy every day, I get to see the dog every day, like, and not just for a little bit, like mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. Like I got to spend so much of her first year with her and there were so many you know when the the gym was still up and running yeah i had a lot of dads tell me like oh you know like there's nothing like having a girl yeah and the like the one told me he was like you know i think every guy not that you really have a say in this but he was like i think every guy should have a girl and it 
even before Peyton was here, I would like I would hear certain things in movies or shows or like on the radio, and I'd be like, oh, like that's not um. I don't know how I feel about that. And, you know, things that I'd be thinking of, like, this is the world my daughter's going to grow up in. Yeah, oh like, my goodness. This is thing. these are things that they're happening now, but they're going to affect her later. And it, like, it got me thinking in such a different light of, you know, I'm looking at it from a male perspective, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's for, like, now it's for my daughter. And, you know, I, I felt also kind of bad, though, because... When Amy and I got married, like, I wasn't thinking of things from Amy's perspective, necessarily. Yeah. Like, you know, I, and it, throughout the pregnancy, I would, I was thinking of different things. It's like, you know, a guy cannot ever relate to what a woman goes through when she's pregnant. Like. Yeah, we can't, we can't pee bowling balls. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't mimic the feeling of something growing in me. I don't understand that connection. I, I don't understand, like. I mean, but you know what they say is when a man has a cold, it's exactly as the same pain as a woman giving birth. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, but like that, like, you know, it, I felt throughout like the different stages of pregnancy, like Amy went through a ton of different changes as women do when they're pregnant. Yeah. And, but it was like pain that I couldn't relate to. It was feelings I couldn't relate to. And you feel helpless and you feel like, what can I do the, except for feed you and fix your pillow? And right. Stuff? And like the most useless I ever felt, and I was told this by, by a lot of fathers, um, they said the most useless you're ever going to feel is when she's in labor or you're at the hospital and you're just waiting. Like, because there's literally nothing you can do. Oh my goodness. That and it's so true. It was so true. Like Amy was, was drugged up on, on everything. And you know, she, God bless her. She was in labor for 31 hours. Like... I can't think of doing anything for 31 hours, yeah. let alone something strenuous for 31 hours. Like, I, I'm, it I'm, sucks. I'm strong, I'm tough, I ain't that strong or tough. It sucks. Like, and, like, that whole time, though, I was sitting there, like, nurses were coming in, like, do you need anything? And I'm like, I'm watching a movie. Like, I am, <laughs> What else my, can you do? Right, like, my phone's plugged in, I'm watching a movie on my phone, my wife is asleep, or maybe awake, I can't tell. Or she, eating like, ice chips. She can't really open her eye. Right, like, and, like it, it was... 100% the most useless I ever felt. Mm. And as soon as the baby's born, it changes so quickly because it's like, hey, she's still kind of out of commission. You got to, like, instantly, you got to step up and, and do, you know, do your job as a dad now. Yeah, I mean, it's... So when my son was born... We were in the hospital for like 18 hours straight. I was going to say, I remember you texted me when you guys went in, and then I was waiting for the text, like, he's here. And I was like, "Yeah, what the heck is, like, where is he? And then um, I just felt bad because my wife is like, yeah, I can only eat ice chips. I'm like, well, can't you at least have, like, pirate's booty or something? And they're like, no, they don't want me to eat anything. I mean, obviously, I gave her some snacks from oh, time and again. Oh, of course. Because it's like, you're not going to starve. And they said that if he doesn't come out within the hour, after like 18 hours, we're going to induce labor and all that fun stuff. And I don't know, as a dad and as someone who's been through this already the first time, which, you know, if I didn't document, I would have kind of forgot because it was so fast. Like when your kid is born... Everything is in slow motion 
but then it's also so fast. They're like, yeah. do you want to cut the cord, Dad? Yes. Sure, I guess I'll cut the cord. And then, do you want us to take a picture? Like when my son was born, right away, they gave me him, and then I took a, pic or took a picture, and then they're like, we'll take a picture. Took yeah. another picture, and then on top of that, I just felt bad. My wife was just like passed out there yeah. doing the post-op post stuff. And then, like, I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to hold him for a bit. And they're right. like, no, we'll just take him to the nursery quickly and clean him up and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously I posted it on Instagram to say, or Facebook to say that we're okay. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And about 90% of the responses were, wait, you guys were pregnant this whole time? <laughs> I remember when Peyton was born, it was an emergency C-section, and like I could see everything. Uh. You know, Amy had the most limited visibility possible. Like, they put she, like the sheet up for you they, guys? They had the sheet, like they had the sheet so she couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. I could literally, like I could see everything. Yeah. So, you know, they, the doctor is like, he's pulling her out. The other one of the doctors like, all right, dad, stand up. Like, there she is. <laughs> stand up. And her eye, like Peyton's eyes were wide open. She was alert. She was like, ah, I'm here. And I could see that she was fine. Amy could not. So, like, I could see them pulling. Like, they had, she had, like, fluid in her yeah. lungs or whatever. So they were pulling that out. And I could see that she's kicking and, like, you know, she's moving and grooving. Yeah. Baby stuff. Amy can't see any of this. I didn't know that at the time. So Amy's like crying because she's thinking like, I'm not hearing her cry. Oh my What's gosh. going on? And I'm looking like, oh, like she's fine. Like this is so nice. Then Peyton starts crying because they, you know, they got everything out, whatever. Um, but then, like you said, like the, the one nurse was like, oh, like, do you want to cut the cord? I was like, absolutely. And as I'm walking over, the one other nurse is like, take your phone out. Give me your phone. Yeah. I was like, because the nurses know what? that. What? I was like, you could, like, we could do that. So like, I whipped my phone out. I was like, here, take the picture. Like, but I was holding her. Mm. And, like, no one was saying, like, all right, you got to put her in the, the, you know, the bassinet. We're going to wheel her into the other room. Like, no one was saying anything. I was just sitting there holding her. Because Amy, it's your kid. It's yeah. my kid. Like, Amy's staring at her. I'm staring at her. And, like, Peyton's, like, kind of looking around, like, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah. And a couple minutes went by, and then the one doctor's like, do you want to, like... We're gonna wheel her into the other room now. They have to like stitch your wife back up. I was yeah. like, oh yeah. Like, do you, so I have to put her down, and they were like, you could keep holding her, I guess, for another couple minutes, or you could move. I was like, no. Nah. I'm like, let's get her. Like, let's get Amy stitched up. Yeah, yeah. Like, we need we need Amy. <laughs> but at no point did anyone ask like, oh, are you squeamish? Because like they didn't cover like the C-section part. Like, yeah. And like I'm not squeamish. I thought it was kind of cool, but it that's St. Peter's, right? Uh, yeah, we are at St. Peter's. But, like, I turned, and I was, like, there's, like, there's the C-section, like, happening. And, like, they were, like, fixing up and, like, moving stuff, like, doing whatever. There's, like, an episode of a House, but without the TV. And, but, like, no one asked, like, oh, are you going to be okay if you see that? And they didn't try and cover it either. It was just, like, oh. Maybe they had a bet that you might faint or not. I was told by a lot of people. They were, like, don't faint, whatever you do. And I was, like... Why, what part of that would faint? They're like, you just get so caught up in the moment. I'm like, really? You get caught, you're not the one pushing or screaming or focused on contractions or having a C-section done. Dude, what do you get caught up in the moment of? You're waiting for the kid. Basically, like for me, I was just worried both times. I mean, obviously when you're in, that's why when, all right, so my mindset is like, go to hospital, God forbid, in case anything happens, at least you're in the best place. When people have natural birth, I kind of get scared 
Yeah. Because it's like, okay, but like, excuse me, what happens if this happens or that happens? Right. I mean, in the end, it's your right, your freedom to do whatever you want. When it comes to the birth of your kid, I just get scared if, God forbid, the baby has to be repositioned. Yeah. And someone told me once the, the midwife that comes to do it, or two midwives, they just like push the baby in the stomach and stuff. And I'm like, that sounds painful it, for the mom. It sounds painful for the mom. It also doesn't sound correct. Yeah. It could very well be. Don't know. Never delivered a, uh, never delivered a baby. So I don't know. But you know, like, we're also spoiled here because we live in America, the most advanced nation in the world. America! Yes. Whereas, like, come to think about it, like, when Saha was a kid, or when her mother was living in Pakistan and Afghanistan, or women in the village in general, they yeah. give birth to, like, 10, 12 kids. Yeah. And they don't get doctors or nurses. They get older women, like grandmothers, <laughs> who's been through this. And they're like, yeah, you know. Bring in the experts. They're like, we've seen it all. So we kind of know what you need and what yeah. you don't need. And it's a mix of tradition and medical remedies right. that work. But still, like. And like that, you know, that was another thing too when people were like, oh, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be so nervous, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I wasn't. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't concerned because, again, like I knew. God was going to do what God was going to do. Mm. I, whatever that looked like, you know, and, you know, thank God it was delivering a healthy baby and everybody's fine. Thank God. And, you know, that, that's how that was. But also, like, I had so many, you know, people from my family and, and friends that weren't asking, like, they were asking for updates. They wanted to know everything and we had such a long prayer train going oh, uh, i was just like just keep praying like pray for this she's at this point this is happening like pray for this that's the best and you know amy comes from a very large family so i designated one person i was like hey i'm texting <laughs> you you fill everybody else in i'm not sending out 50 text messages yeah i sent out 50 once peyton was born yeah i wrote in a note i put her picture like the one picture we were going to send out, uh -huh. all of the info, like this is her name, this is her weight, this is her time of birth, like blah, 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 like everything that people want to know, I put that all in a note, just hit copy, and I was pasting it into different conversations. <laughs> that was the only time I sent Thank 50 God messages out. Thank God for smartphones. Oh Imagine my gosh, if that... this was in the 90s, you have to send a card to everyone with a photo and get it at a print shop from like, the 90s. This, this is my baby. By the time you get this, she's four. Yeah, right? I mean, so for, I mean, like you said, God's process, always trust in it. We were, when Layla was born, the thing was, obviously your first kid, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You can either plan for the best, plan for the worst, all that stuff. But when Layla was born, they do all, when any kid's born, they do a blood test right away. They check for everything. But when it came to her blood count, her white blood cells, I believe, were a bit high. So they had to start her right away on a round of antibiotics just so she can be, or so she can have normal things. Sit here because I can't really hear you. So then, um, basically, we're like, okay, doc, we trust you guys. Just do what you have to do. Um, 
But then that night, because you know, right away they're like, the baby has to eat this right. and that. So my wife she comes in and she's a bit like, not hysterical and just sad crying. She's like, she's not eating. Yeah. She's like passed out half the time. She's not being responsive. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, they have formula and the nurses can do it for you. Right. Because you need to rest. So we instructed the nurses to do that and they uh, got back to us and like, yeah, Layla finished like two bottles. Wow. She's doing good. Hungry girl. Yeah, don't worry about anything. Um, I remember one customer told me, when you have your first kid, don't treat them like glass because you'll end up like overdoing it. Yeah, they're, they're sturdy. Like when you, when you burp a baby, burp the baby. Like yeah. they can take it. Don't they're like, sturdy. Not a two finger thing. It's a whole hand thing. It, yes, it, pat them on the back. They need to get the gas out and they yes. are not intelligent enough to do it themselves, which is why you literally have to like smack the burp out of them. But like, so he's like, instead of treating them like glass, treat them like a football when you change the <laughs> diaper and everything. I was like, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crazy ride being the dad. When from the beginning to the end, I mean, if you're somewhat organized, you can see it from TVs, from the office with Jim and Pam and all that stuff. It's like, get a baby bag, put it together. Five to seven minutes. Five to seven minutes. Yeah. Six minutes. Different, but the same. And then, like, have the car seat ready. The nurse actually comes out to check, make sure that you're all set. Um, and, yeah, no, it's, it's an experience. You know, it's funny you say that. The nurse wheeled Amy to the car. She didn't check if we put the base in right. Oh yeah? I put, like, I took Peyton, put her in the bait, like the car seat in the base. Mm -hmm. She didn't look at any of that. She made sure that Amy got in the car and that was it. <laughs> I was like, aren't you supposed to look at this thing? Uh, granted, I trusted that Amy did it correctly. I, I also checked it. I didn't look at the diagram ahead of time. It just, it, that thing was not moving. Yeah. So I was like, this is secure. But the nurse never looked at it. I was like... I think the nurse has known Amy for so long now <laughs> that she's like, I trust this lady. Yeah, after, after a couple days, she was probably like, nah, you guys are fine. Oh, man. I mean, like, you can plan for so much, but in the end, like, for example, a month before we, or Layla was born, we went to Bye Bye Baby, which was a mistake. We should have gone to Babies R Us or whatever. <laughs> and uh, we got everything i made a list of stuff that we should get right and like what we could use it for i over researched everything uh, of course i mean like what do you do when you have so much time right right but that, that's also though like in your nature i don't mean just like as a dad i mean like you personally yeah to do your research so basically our bill was 1400 freaking dollars <sighs> you know it's a lot of money buy my baby in the end, that's my like daughter. Four things. <laughs> yeah, my daughter did not sleep in the crib at all. She slept in the pack and play bassinet. Yeah. Like for the first six months. She looked at all the stuff we bought. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, I didn't know that friends give a lot of baby clothes. Oh my gosh, they keep the stuff and they're like, hey, guess what? You're, this is your problem now. Take it. I mean, so we got only a few clothes for her because. Our budget, you know, after 1400 is like, just get the important <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah. Diapers, wipes, bottles. And she wears plain white t-shirts, that's it. Yeah, onesies, like, pack of three. Yeah. By Hanes, so. <laughs> but, 
But then um, it was great because then, you know, my parents and friends and everyone, they gave this and that. And yeah. So <laughs> I get yelled at for this. But when my son was born, right, after I, so I posted the picture. Right. You know, with a prayer. Yeah. And then, you know, with the date and the information. Of course. And then under it, I put an Amazon link. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, if you guys felt bad not knowing that we had a kid, here's an Amazon link. <laughs> So, but I mean, that was cool. Like, uh, it was fun. And, uh, I mean, like, I, any friends who have kids, I s try and support them and help them out and get them whatever they need as much as possible. Because in the end, it's like, we're only on this earth at this time in the millions, millions of years that earth existed. And if we can at least make a difference in one person's life or at least have our children remember our character yeah. and who we are and how we react in specific situations so they can be better versions of us, it would be all worth it then. That's, that's all they know is mom and dad, like, doing this. Like, mom and dad doing that. Like, that's literally all that. You know, right now, Peyton knows, like, kind of our routine. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, she knows I'm dad, and she knows Amy's mom. Yeah. And she knows Gidget's Gidget. Like, mm -hmm. she knows those things. So, you know, if I'm yelling because I'm excited, like if, mm -hmm. like, if something happens and I get excited, she gets excited. Yeah. If I'm tense, she gets tense. And, like, the, she feeds off of whatever I'm thinking or, like, feeling, whether I'm making it like think I'm making it known or not. I could be, you know, super stressed out mm -hmm. and think that I'm hiding it and Peyton's going to pick up on that because she'll act very differently than mm -hmm. if I was like ignoring whatever was in my head and just being in the moment and she'd be like, oh, this is dad. Dad's happy. I'm happy. Dad's mad. I'm going to be mad. Like, <laughs> you know, they don't know what they're doing. They just are like, oh, this is how I guess we're supposed to be right now. You know, like, to go off of what you said, for example, my daughter, in the beginning, when she was basically aware and could communicate, mm -hmm. said, Layla, if we ever fight mommy and daddy or we're raising our voices, please interrupt us and tell us to stop, <laughs> you know, no matter what. Yeah. And please tell us to breathe or patience or relax. Yeah. And to this day, Drew... <laughs> Like, I've learned through my daughter to either talk to my wife in the other room if it's something pressing. Right. Or don't let your emotions get the best of you, especially in front of your kids. Mm -hmm. That is, that's something I'm still, something I'm still working on. Definitely got a lot better at it because of Peyton. Oh, yes. I because, mean, our like, kids will always, you know, Drew, I'll tell you what, like, kids, and I... I try and encourage my daughter, and once my son is, can talk more, I'm going to encourage him too. Try and in ten years, when he's, yeah, right. when he talks more. I'm basically t I'm telling them just point things out to us, call us out, yeah. no matter what, something good or bad. Yeah. Don't be afraid to see what's right and see what's wrong, and stand up for what you believe in, and yeah. help other people. You know, I always, I mean, basically, I'm like, you know, just pretend it's a comic book and be the best you can be. You yeah. Because like in the end, like. For me growing up, like, my parents were always working, both shifts, lunch right. shift and, or night shift and day shift. 
So basically, what do we have? We had TV, and then for some reason, we didn't have cable for at least 15 years, except for the bunny ear antennas from time and again. And all we did was we read comics. Yeah. Or we watched movies. Or, excuse me, we played outside. Because what else can you do? You know, I mean, I wish that would be the case now, but I don't live in a nice area where there's trees and a cul-de-sac and the kids could play outside. Yeah. Because, you know, circumstances. But still, like, that's what I try and encourage the kids to do. You know, I just say, like, I will never lie to you. I will always tell you the truth whenever you ask me a question, and I expect you to do the same. Now, girls, Drew, are extremely, not in a bad way, but manipulative towards their fathers. Of course. Because they want that extra piece of cake. That's daddy's little girl. Or they want to stay up with you and just hang out or yeah. have more screen time. But, you know, it's... Can I watch the game with you, Dad? You know, in the end, it's... To tell you the truth, Drew, like, in the end, it's these moments that these kids will remember us by, you know? I remember sometimes when we were fasting as kids, mm -hmm. like, we obviously had school in the morning. Right. But we would get up because we heard my parents get up in the morning to, like, make food before they fasted the whole day. And basically, like... We're like, can we eat with you guys? We're like, yeah, you're already awake. Whatever. Yeah, why not? You know? I guess. And I mean, we didn't fast, but still, it was, it was something definitely you don't forget. I mean, I, you watched Boy Meets World. Yes. What a great show. The, what a great show. The episode, Amy and I rewatched it when she, before Peyton was born, we rewatched the whole series. And oh, that's a long series. It was a long series. How many uh, seasons was that? Eight, I think. Wow. Seven or eight. Um, but the one, one episode stuck out to me so much more when we rewatched it mm -hmm. than the first time I ever watched through it. And it was when um, Alan let Corey stay up with him to watch the World Series game. Yeah. Because, like, he, I forget it was either a no-hitter or it was going into, like, they were going to win. Whatever was going on, it was a great game. So he let him stay up. Corey fell asleep then the next day in class. Yeah. And, like, failed a test or missed an assignment, whatever. And Mr. Feeney wouldn't let him make it up. He said, like, you just have to go with the consequence. And Alan got mad because he was like, well, this was my fault. Like, yeah. whatever. And, and watching that episode, I was like, I'm thinking from both ends of, like, well, I get it because, you know, my, my family's all, they're all teachers. Yeah. They're not right, like, Currently, but at some point they were all teachers. So mm -hmm. I was like, I get it from Feeney's perspective of mm -hmm. like, well, you didn't do the assignment. Yeah. Like, you know, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. But looking at it from Alan's perspective, oh. then I was like, you know, there could come a day when something is going on and we're like, Peyton, like you, you, you have like, come like come down with with mom and me like like we're gonna watch this thing right now mm -hmm. this is great like we want you to to share yeah in this but it was also like it was something that he wanted to share with his son like my my dad and i have it's a moment it's a moment it's a my moment. dad and i have experiences that i i didn't have with my mom because it's just i had a different relationship with my mom mm -hmm. and, you know but i remember those things like though you know i remember he would take me to friendlies all the time when he picked me up from kindergarten like or pre pre-k yeah. whatever it was um but 
Like those are things that I didn't share those with my mom. I shared them with my dad, but I still remember those so vividly. Mm-hmm. I had different memories with my mom too. Like when she would take me to, you know, go shopping and we would do whatever. But yeah, like those those moments, like the, and it you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like well the sporting event is going on right now. It could be something as simple as like my mom would take me when she'd go food shopping. Mm-hmm. And like, I loved going food shopping with her because it, like, it was just fun or whatever. And plus you got to get whatever food you wanted. Oh my gosh, we used to go to BJ's and I would always scam getting a churro because they had those for like a dollar or whatever. I think it was a dollar, I don't know. I was like, I didn't know what money was back then. So <laughs> it, could, it could have been like $80, it would, you know, whatever. But I mean, who doesn't like a good churro? Oh my gosh, churros are, churros are fantastic. But like that's, you know, I, that's another thing. I share that with just my mom. Like, I didn't share that with my dad. You know, I had other things that I would share with my dad along the, along the way. Where did I put my phone? That's a question. Your phone? My phone, somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said earlier, it's these, it's Here what it they call it, the time of our lives, you know? Who said it? Andy Bernard said it best. What did he say? He said... I wish you knew you were in the good old days before they became the good old days. Yeah, and like that really tug on the heartstrings for sure when I was watching that episode for like the hundredth time. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, by the way, you know, that's from The Office. You guys should definitely watch it. Um, you know what gets me every time with that episode? What? When Creed starts singing. Oh, my goodness. Like that, I'm, I'm fine, you know, watching you know the emotions of the episode like I, I'm okay with that it's literally when Creed starts singing and the lyrics I saw a friend today I was like oh man like and it's that, been a while that song I'm like man we barely knew each other's name I know and like that it just gets me and I have no idea why other than that it's Creed Bratton and no one steals from Creed Bratton except Creed Bratton yes but uh, like the, it's, but it's also one of those things. Like I definitely think I've become more sensitive in after having a child, mm-hmm. and I, I think that just goes with the territory. But I've definitely, I'll think more before I'll read something or like look at something or whatever. Yeah, it's like now you. It's like I also I look at it through a different mindset. I should say I don't I don't necessarily think, um, but I'll I'll look at it through a different lens of like you know, is this something that. You know, my daughter, if she asked, like, what are you reading? If I'd be able to be like, oh, uh, a uh, thing for daddy. Like, this is a daddy thing. Like, or if we'd be like, oh, I'm reading this thing about the news. Whatever. Well, we have to end the podcast here, folks, because we Thank have you. to go home to our families. But thanks again for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And most likely we'll do another podcast next week. Yeah. Yes. Which we said yesterday, but this makes up for last week. Yes. So, Get you uh, double dose. Yes, double dose indeed. Make sure you guys uh, share this with your friends. And we'll talk to you guys again. Yes, peace out. Till the next one. Bye.